You think you know me. Action, this is the Going On Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. <laughs> oh, man, what's going on with you, bro? I mean, I'm okay. I, I, I don't know how how you're so, I don't know what, jovial over there. Jovial? <laughs> I mean... Look, I'm, I'm just living my life, taking it one day at a time, and just... Not reading much of the news at all. Look, I mean, that's great and all, but like, we've got a podcast, a comedy to some podcast. I don't know if you're just turning a blind eye, you're whistling past that graveyard, but have you heard that comedy is under attack? Oh, no. It's the war on comedy, Darren. I'm just as worried about being canceled as the next guy, so no jokes. If we say anything this episode that makes you laugh in any way, I just want you to know that it was an accident, it was a fluke, (laughs) and uh, we'll try better next time to not be funny, because in this day, in this climate, you cannot be funny without getting your show uh, canceled. So I mean, come on, look at your man, the guy who's smashing the pumpkins or fucking watermelons and some shit, dude. I'm pretty sure someone's trying to censor him, right? If Mister, you got your hat on backwards, you need to pull your pants up. Gallagher in the autumn, he no longer smashed watermelons; he smashed pumpkins instead. I think he might still have the longevity. He might be relevant today. But while we're talking about people who uh, may or may not be uh, relevant, per se, um, your girl Lizzo, who we've reviewed on the show, we've talked about a few times now, as of right now, she is celebrating her fifth consecutive week at the top of the Billboard Hot 100 with Truth Hurts, on her way to breaking the record of longest-running rap single by a female artist. She already broke the record for female solo artist, which I think might have been Bodak Yellow. And now she's well on her way to the record that is currently held by uh, Iggy Azalea featuring Charlie XCX with Fancy from, what, 2012? We're, We're seeing history unfold. Right in front of our very eyes. So Lizzo took to Twitter as one does, to celebrate. And tweeted, y'all, if we keep this up for two more weeks, uh, Truth Hurts could be the longest the longest female rap number one of all time. Right now it's fancy. Can we do it? Then retweeted it by saying, fancy is a bop, and my homie Charlie XCX is a genius on it. Stream Charlie her new album now. Lizzo has a uh, personal investment in this as she is featured on the album on a great track. Blame it on my love. And people took to Twitter and they were mad that Lizzo did not mention Iggy and were saying that this was a blatant disrespect and that um, they were even threatening to cancel Lizzo over the uh, om- <laughs> over the omission What's happening? They thought it was such a slap in the face, Darren, that, yeah, this might be what ends her. I'm just letting you know, if we never talk about Lizzo on the show again, this is why. Dude, this sounds like fucking T.I. This sounds like, um, 
Remember when T.I. had the beef with uh, Shorty Lowe or something like that? Mm. And on one of his songs, he was like, uh, because I screamed Dirty South and I ain't mentioned your name, that's what all it is about? Uh. It was something about like, what up, what's happening? And it was like, he was talking about like, oh yeah, our team is green, we're the king of the South. And like, Shorty Lowe was like angry and made like a diss song where he was going like, you know, fuck you for acting like I'm not here. Da, da, da. It's just like, dude, dude, do your thing. Like, we're doing ours. Like, what? Oh my God, wow. Part of what I think is so funny about this is that after this initial tweet, Iggy went on Twitter and tweeted, um, kind of, uh, subtweeting Lizzo saying, I could have swore I was on that track rapping, but whatever. Yeah. And people are like, oh, oh, this is the beginning of a beef. This is the beginning of the long awaited Iggy Lizzo beef. And she changed her display photo to a picture of Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello and changed her display name to uh, Stream Senorita, which is their current single, which is the current number two, uh, as to insinuate that Iggy is now trying to boost the number two single so it overthrows Lizzo's Truth Hurts, as it was number one for a week until Lizzo took over the number one spot. Iggy is so irrelevant that she doesn't have a single of her own to promote. She's she's trying to push a single by another problematic artist, Camila Cabello. Wait, is, is it her main song or is it? Because I, 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 I haven't heard this song before. It's not very memorable at all. It's so milk toast, dude. It's like the funniest thing about it to me is the meme surrounding how unconvincing them as a couple is is spread around more than the song itself and i'm pretty sure that this in my estimation sham of a relationship between camila cabello and sean mendez was only put in front of cameras to promote the single and the fact that it only got it to number one for a week before lizzo took it over is very funny to me Wait, is Iggy's head not on the Senorita song? No. Oh, what? No. Why is she... What the hell's going on? I thought she was, like, featured on it or something. 2019. The year of our <laughs> Lord, 2019. You think anyone is featuring Iggy Azalea on a song? No. I thought it was like, oh, yeah, um, I'm featured on this song with, with these two people. And oh, no. we want to boost it back up to number... Oh, so... Basically, she just decided to randomly promote these two other people that could usurp uh, Lizzo's number one uh, streak that could take over Iggy's. And But she's joking and acting like, oh no, it was just a joke, you guys. Ha ha, I'm just joking. See, if it was her, because uh, what I was thinking is, if it's her on the song, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, I can understand why you want to jokingly play it. Like, ha, I'm joking, but seriously, we want to get the song number one, you know. But... If it's not even your song and you just want anyone to take Lizzo's number one spot, it's just kind of like, what? Why? <laughs> like, that's, that just feels specifically malicious and for no reason. And I don't like to judge entire fandoms or standoms, but Iggy's stands have taken to Twitter to be kind of racist, fat phobic. Oh accusing Lizzo of only having the number one spot because of payola? 
and either they don't know what payola means or yeah. they know something i don't know which in this context I, i'm gonna say that's kind of unlikely i could have swore most people knew the reason why it was big is because there was a netflix movie that recently came out and so it's like oh hey the big song from that people are looking up like it's a pretty specific phenomenon the 100% that bitch meme blew up when the single was initially released. Like, it's not yeah, like it, no it, one was talking about it. It's it's not like fucking uh, One More Night by, by Maroon 5, where it's just like, why is this song more popular than Gangnam Style? No one's talking about it like that, you know? Yeah, I, I've always wondered that. I always thought that was, uh, I always thought that was kind of suspect. Something a little fishy. If you're trying to accomplish a common goal... You gotta get organized. Because right now, I'm seeing people say, stream Senorita, because it's the number two single. Then they're saying, stream Fancy, because that's the old record holder. And then others are even further still saying, stream Iggy's new album. And it's like... That that ain't gonna fucking work, dude. (laughs) What what are you trying to do? You're trying to dethrone Lizzo from number one. I get it. But if you're trying to tell people to stream three different things, you gotta get on the same page. But I find it hilarious that people are going all the way back to, what, 2013, saying, stream fancy, because she she hasn't come out with anything as popular since. I don't want people to forget. Because I haven't seen anyone bring this up, but I find it hilarious that a few years ago, she came out with a song, I think it was just called Twerk, trying to capitalize I, I I that, yeah. on an already existing, very popular thing, just trying to ride, that, ride those coattails, and tried to have an open twerk challenge, and it was like, hey everybody, twerk to my song, and post yes. it with the hashtag. And the only person of note I saw do it was possibly the only more pathetic pop star. Yeah, it was one of her pop star friends, right? Compared to Iggy Azalea, uh, BB Rexa, who... Yeah, that's who The only thing I remember <laughs> BB Rexa doing... Again, she's had some popular songs with other people, but I remember an article that she was at a red carpet event for a RuPaul's Drag Race uh, premiere, and she was complaining that no one recognized her or knew who she was. Aww. <laughs> and this was, like, when her Florida Georgia Line song was, like, on the radio and getting fucking oh rotations oh, and spins. Oh, that's sad. Oh, no. She was like, why isn't anyone wanting to take pictures with me? Because uh, uh, it's a drag race red carpet for one. Yeah, first of all, Ain't about like, you. no one's checking for you, yeah. <laughs> no one's specifically thinking, I hope I run into that girl who made the country hit song uh, that's playing on the radio that I, I that all, I always want to turn the channel from. How about we talk about some albums? First, mm. let's start with a Patreon request. Lizzie Gravel requested Vicious by Hailstorm. Woo! And if there's an album that you would like to hear us talk about on the podcast, head on over to Kofi, that's ko-fi.com slash going off one time $50 pledge or donation, and you can request an album to be talked about on the show. Hailstorm Darren. 
This was the album I was talking about. Good lord. What? I, uh, what, are you, what are you saying? Oh no! I knew it! I knew it was too good to be true! <laughs> I, uh, I tweeted um, a couple days ago, or just yesterday. No, it was yesterday because it was when I was listening to the album. That yeah. it's a very weird feeling to see that an album is universally loved. Because I was looking on Wikipedia. <laughs> and I am a part of the universe. <laughs> it was like four stars across the board. And and just and just be sitting there like, okay, I mean, oh, what? Oh, no! <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and preface it by saying this as a blanket statement. This is not a bad album. But okay. it is... By far, like, the the best example I can think of, of just color by numbers, just serviceable, meat and potatoes, ah. hard rock. This is, in my estimate, no better than Nickelback. And I don't see oh, how... Oh, you're hurting me! I don't you're see how me. Hailstorm don't get involved or don't get lumped <laughs> into those conversations. Especially, especially... Especially with this album. The tracks I gave the highest ratings to. Heart of Novocaine got my highest rating. What? Oh, no! Wait a minute! Hold up! Hold the fucking phone! We gonna have to fucking have an argument about this now. Because that was my, one of my least favorite fucking songs. So what is going on? <laughs> what I heard on this album were uninspired lyrics... And just the most generic hard rock riffs, this side of Nickelback. There was oh, nothing man. impressive on this album. Even, the, even the, the one song where they actually decide to shred was like, oh, thanks. Thanks for finally shredding in the second half of the album for one fucking song. This album was so boring. Let, let me say something. I realize it's a little retro. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. How how are people gonna talk about what was it Gre Greta Van Fleet? But no one talks about Hailstorm the same way. Come on, dude. I'm not gonna. Okay, so let me give you my perspective. Yes, going thank in. you. I listened to the other album we we are reviewing today first. Oh, so did I. Not to give away how I felt, but it wasn't great. Okay, and. Then I came to this, and it was like, I hadn't heard anything about this band, I didn't know anything about this band, it was just like, I put the two albums in a playlist, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna listen through to them. And I get to fucking Black Vultures, uh -huh. and I didn't realize it wasn't JPEG anymore, so I was like, oh my god, whoa, what the fuck, this is a whole new energy, what in the world is going on? And then I look, I was like, oh, this is the, oh shit, this is the fucking album, I, didn't, I don't know what the fuck they are, so like, I didn't know shit about this, so I was like, oh fuck, here we fucking go. I felt like I just got dropped onto a roller coaster, like, I felt like I fucking woke up on a roller coaster, and it was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so... I gotta say, <laughs> as someone who had the experience I had, and maybe it was the fact, the, the juxtaposition. Because the, the other album's a lot more low-key, and I do remember feeling that when I went, uh, listened to it the second time around, um, the first track didn't hit me as hard just going into it cold. I do have to say, I did like the energy of the first track, and then I loved that I uh, went right into uh, uh, Skull's the second track, that fucking tasty-ass fucking bass line. Oh, I don't know. 
I was really, and you know what I think it is? I got a soft spot for the classics, right? I like my 80s joints. And I feel like, I, I feel like we don't hear enough women rocking on the fucking mic. Oh, especially sure. when it comes to, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, maybe that was it, like, that thing just like, it just, it just grabbed me by the boo-boo, you know? It was just like, oh shit, oh, okay. And then it's like, she's just talking about, you know, being in a relationship with a woman and she's talking about like fucking chicks. And, and matter of fact, I'm specifically going to say shit that's, uh, that's going to go against the grain and piss you off because I'm trying to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> Look, okay, here's my thing. Here's my thing. I have just been listening to new metal. When you're not really in a genre, you hear the big singles, but you don't really, like, get into the nitty-gritty of their stuff. Mm. So I'm like, oh, you know what? What, 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 what was all the ruckus, you know? <laughs> why are people hating on it? And then, you know, I'm listening to it, and I'm like, Oh, no, I, okay, I get why. But, you know, I think they had some good ideas, right? Like, there was some cool, like, oh, hey, blending these two genres in a way that hasn't really been, like, fused before. That's kind of cool. I just wish you could have, like, actually knew how to rap when you were doing it. <laughs> yeah. There's this song, Uncomfortable, which is like, oh, yeah, it's so, like, you know, going against the grain. And, like, here's this chick. It's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, fuck chicks and do all this shit that you don't want me to do specifically because I'm trying to piss you off. It, it uh, You know, it, it, I, I feel like it's one of those, like, fucking throwback. Like, if you're fucking, um, you know, coming of age or whatever. And, like, and I didn't realize this was 2018. That's mm. the thing. When I first heard this, I didn't know it came out last year. <laughs> so I was thinking, like, oh, shit, we're listening to some cool-ass fucking 80s rock that Maybe I might have missed out on it. Oh, last year. Oh, <laughs> not, not, not 1981, 2018. Oh, <laughs> you know, so I was like, all right, did feel a little, has, you can see the expiration date just a little bit on it. But for someone, like, if you're into this, just sort of like fucking rock your face off shit, I think it serves for most of it. I get what you're saying with like the 80s aesthetic. My complaint is that. It basically, it doesn't build on it at all, you're, you're in my right. opinion. You're right. It's very copy and paste. Yeah, it doesn't feel like this is the 80s brought to the 21st century in the same way that maybe you could say LaRue did it, you know? Some of the tracks I, th I gave the lowest ratings to, those were Buzz, Do Not Disturb, Conflicted, Pain the, the songs that were very, like, obviously sex-in-your-face type of joints. It's not, well... <laughs> Yeah, but not just because of the context or or the subject matter, but the way it was delivered. Uh, but Buzz, in my opinion, was just like the most cringe. The, is it love, is it love, is it love, is it love? And then later, buzz, 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 buzz. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, lyrics were not this album's strong suit, but that song in particular was like the absolute low point. The reason I gave Heart of Novocaine the highest rating on the album is because that was the one point of the album where I was actually convinced that this was a style that I guess suit them. Like mm. the fact that Hale's strong vocals were a lot more impactful on a ballad like this um, as opposed to some of the other songs where it almost sounds like She's being drowned out by the instruments, even though she's screaming her fucking lungs out. How, when you have a vocalist that strong, are they still, like, barely keeping their head above the instruments? Like, that, that drove me crazy, for one. 
see, I disagree uh, concerning the uh, uh, Heart of Novocaine track uh, on the grounds that I like the high energy. Okay. Fuck yeah, let's let let's let's go butt rock to the extreme. I enjoy it when it's just going all the way and just enjoying it for what it is. When it veers into the 80s love ballad joints is when I kind of fall off. Hmm. Because, like, uh, yeah, the, like Heart of Novocaine, it feels like too much cheese. And it just reminds me of why I don't actually like listening to a lot of those super, you know, hair metal, but yeah. uh, I love you, babe, type of songs. You know what I mean? Sure. Heart of Novocaine and Vicious. Ugh, hated vicious. Oh my god, so many fucking overly written wor- rhymes. You know what I that mean? That one was bad. Yeah. You make me vicious. Watch as I make the pain my mistress. You can call me Miss Malicious. Oof. I'll dress you up in stitches. No, I cannot resist this. If it don't hurt, I get suspicious. Yeah, my love is sacrilegious. This violence is delicious. And there is just something about Like, as I'm reading it, it doesn't sound that bad, but it's like... Man, when you hear it say it, it's just, it's overwrought with the delivery of it, which feels like it's trying to impress you. Going to painkiller, the fucking uninspired ass, you get me high, like a painkiller, like a painkiller, you <laughs> numb the pain, you're blowing my mind, like a painkiller, like a painkiller, that gets me, a, that, gets like me that gets me high. Yeah, does it? <laughs> For the most part, for the first half of the album, I I was on board and enjoyed the the over the top. You know, you could say Nickelback level. Uh, yeah, I like the way you smack my ass. Type oh, fucking puddle of mud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> smack my ass. I love that. That's the line you fucking go with. By the way. <laughs> okay. See, I thought that line was more prominent in that song because like I hadn't. Again, you know, I was going through new metal and all the adjacent shit, and I was like, I get, like I remember it being like a particularly embarrassing lyric of just like this guy's trying so hard to sound sexy <laughs> I like the way you smack my ass but then when I listened to it it was, it was actually like not as prominent as I remembered it and I was like huh alright well like I felt like I'd wasted my time because I was like I thought that was like the hook you know <laughs> like you know when you listen to a song just about how, how stupid and over the top it is <laughs> you thought the song was called the way you smack my ass meanwhile <laughs> it's just a throwaway line that he's probably embarrassed to even repeat but he has to do it every night because it's one of their three big hits. What was the Nickelback sex song where it was like, I like your freckles when you take down your pants or something like that? Uh, you look sexier with something in your mouth? <laughs> was that the one? You gotta be fucking kidding me! That can't be the Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I think it might actually be called Something in Your Mouth. Ah! <laughs> Hold on, I need to verify this. Gotta meet the hottie with the million dollar body. They say it's over budget, but you'd pay her just to touch it. Needs to hit the big screen and shoot a little love scene. If Hollywood had called her, she'd be gone before you holler. You're ripping up the dance floor, honey. You naughty woman. You shake your ass around for everyone. You're such a mover. I love the way you dance with anybody. The way you swing. And tease them all by sucking on your thumb. You're so much cooler when you never pull it out. Cause you look so much cuter with something in your mouth. The name of the song is in fact, Something in Your Mouth. 
I honestly thought you had like mistaken as like there's no way that's the name of the song. I haven't heard or thought about that song in fucking years, but I remembered it was called something in your mouth because you just don't forget something like that. <laughs> Dude, I thought this was the song that had that I like the way he's big man. <laughs> I, uh, it's just on the same echelon of just like, ew. See, <laughs> I just feel like a little bit of grime just came out of my radio when I heard it. And, and you know what? I'm going to get some flack for saying this. I would take Nickelback over Hailstorm only because Nickelback actually has some type of like individuality and personality to their stuff that sets them apart. But Hailstorm is just so by the numbers that it was like this could be anybody. I'm going to say this, uh, as someone who actually would call myself just the slightest bit of a Nickelback apologist, just just the the slightest bit, because, like, you know, I see the, that's the music of the time, it was, they're really, you know, about it, but, you know, I see how they're trying to carve out their little lane or whatever and do metal, okay, uh, but even as someone who would kind of go like, I, I like the big hit singles, like, um, like, I don't mind Hero, the fucking, and oh, they're watching us. Watching us. Watching. I don't mind, even though it's like, it's kind of a half-written song, but, you know, I don't mind it. Um, but honestly, I would take Hailstorm over them. No, <laughs> like, okay. And that does not sound like a controversial statement, but just like relative to what you were saying. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, but no, because I, I like I like that they, that they just have a different energy. It's partially by nature of it being a woman singing, but just by nature of just, just being slightly different, like subject matter to what I normally do here. I think the fact that they do have a woman doing the vocals, unfortunately, it's the only thing that sets them apart from most bands of their uh, of their ilk or in their lane. I can't help but be reminded of, like, Joan Jett and the Black Hearts and, like, bands, like, that came before them that were doing a kind of similar thing. And, like, Joan Jett could give you, like, in-your-face, badass, I-could-fucking-kick-your-ass type energy. but al- definitely. But also be, like, sexy in the same way. And True. then there's tracks on here where, where Liz is trying to do the same thing, and I'm just like... I'm not buying it. Like, it's just like she's trying too hard. Yeah. Like, especially like do not disturb was like, yeah, there was a bit, a bit ham handed on that. Overall, I ended up giving this album a even lower grade than I thought I was going to. I got, I came out with a one and a half. Oh, I gave it a four, man. Oh no, (laughs) man. I feel like we've been doing more and more of those. (laughs) The ones compared to the fucking fours. You know, I I appreciate it for what it is, you know, like... You reminded me, I think it might have been, or this might be a way we can work in at least a little bit of what you wanted to say before with that. I remember back in the day, Nickelback was like, that was the joke. The end-all, be-all, this is the overrated... Mm -hmm. If you don't know dick about music, but you want to act like you're like, oh, but I at least know that's stupid. At least I don't listen to Nickelback. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I feel a weird, like, nostalgia for some of their stuff. The same way I do for some of Kesha's more whack songs. Because if you go back to the first album, Animal, and the extended EP... Cannibal, which gives you a few more songs because back in the day, kids, these days, you know, you get everything on your streaming service and it's whatever. Back in the day, you'd get a full length CD of like 10 or 12 songs. 
and you'd buy that for like $13. And then about a month or two would go by. <laughs> and then they'd say, hey, hey, here's the album again, but with like five more songs that we didn't put on it the first time. Oops, looks like you're just going to have to buy it again. And, and one of them is the, the song that recently became a hit, so now you kind of want to get it again. It's the biggest hit. Dude, it's bigger than any song on the original album. You'd be a fool to not buy this one. So you got uh, Kesha did it with uh, Cannibal. You got Lady Gaga did it with The Fame and then yep, the, the Fame the Monster. One. And The Fame mm-hmm. Monster has, like, all the hits on it. Yeah. If you go back and listen to The Fame, it sucks. Like, all the songs you actually like from that era of Lady Gaga, they're all on the fame monster. Like, you want fucking telephone or bad romance? All that shit is on the extended thing. What you got fucking left? Talk about front-loaded. I'm just gonna read these in order. Your love is my drug. TikTok. Take it off. Kiss and tell. Steven. Blah, blah, blah. The rest of the album, no hits. I was listening to Todd in the Shadows review and I realized... I've never heard, like, this song. I just never happened to hear it outside of this specific review of it. And I was just thinking, like, it's really hard for me to think that this song actually exists outside of this review. Because it's so, like, mythically bad. It's just like, <laughs> how could this have been something people wanted to listen to? Like, you know, it feels like, like, Todd plucked this from, uh, you know, a, a, an alternate universe where, whoa, wow, look how bad music got, you guys. You know, like, it's just like, what? There's actually a hit song that started off with... <laughs> like, are you fucking serious? And then if you go in the future just a little bit, uh, for those who don't remember, the Cannibal EP was where uh, We Are Who We Are and, uh, and Blow, which might be the best song out of yes. both. Yes! Dude, Blow I was at that is a point. fucking bop for the ages. Dude, I remember because I was specifically at that point where I was like, fuck Kesha. And, but this was still when I, you know, kind of watched music videos and stuff like that, like, you know, oh. every now and then. You know, I, I watched it into its late stages, you know. I, I, had, <laughs> I had cable for free and, uh, you know, two hours at 10 a.m., uh, 10 p.m., I'm still up, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, I remember seeing that video and just being like, oh, fuck it, yeah, alright, it's Kesha, it's gonna be another song, Todd's probably gonna do it. And then, and then it, like, the way the music started and everything, and I was like, oh, snap, is this the good version of, of this style? You know what I mean? That's what she's capable of. Yeah. Oh, more than you could say for LMFAO. Gee, that whole fucking era of music... Dude, that just went bye-bye. The whole fucking party rock party era rock scene, of LMFAO, dude, people I, fucking half-rapping. <laughs> I thought they were just gonna usher in a whole new age <laughs> of fucking, like, oh yeah, man, everyone's gonna be rocking animal print pants and those fucking oh, Kanye yeah. shades. and Champagne and showers. Champagne showers. <laughs> champagne showers. We're all gonna be... It was be... too ridiculous to last... <laughs> We're all gonna be fucking shuffling like they did uh, the goddamn Party Rock Anthem video. Yeah, Everyone's you know gonna be shuffling, dude. Dude, that video looks like the thing that people in 20 years will look back <laughs> and be like, isn't that what everyone dressed like in, you know, in 2011 or whatever? Boomer comedy makes it look like all millennials look like LMFAO. <laughs> Uh, you and your fucking Fortnite dances and your your Kanye shades listening to LMFAO. Playing what? Minecraft and <laughs> with your fidget spinners in one hand Ooh. and your fucking Dude. VR porn Oculus Rift in the other. 
I like how we mentioned blah, 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 and we didn't even mention 303. Oh, my Lord. So I'm listening to this oh. podcast that does reviews of albums, and they reviewed their album. And I, and I was just, like, mm. listening to them talk about it and just really going, like, oh, my God. There's, there exists an actual whole album of these guys' shtick. Like, I, I can go to Spotify that. and search their music and listen. Like, that just doesn't feel like it's real. Like, how are these guys real? You can listen <laughs> like, to over an hour of them. Like, dude, it, it, it honestly feels like... Um, what's the name of the group? Uh, Lonely Island, but they forgot the jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Where are the jokes? We misplaced the jokes. Oh no. (laughs) It's shipped already. Oh no. Oh no, it's just a song of a white guy's awkwardly rapping. Oh shit. That's just bad music. (laughs) (laughs) There's no irony. (laughs) So you got 303 featured on, uh, Blah Blah Blah, which was arguably, you know, I don't think this is a hot take. Probably Kesha's believe. worst single, at least from I, that album. I can't believe that song is fucking real. <laughs> and then you got uh, My First Kiss, which was a song by 303, uh, which featured Kesha. My first kiss went a little like this. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, you forgot the best part. And twist. And twist. <laughs> How am I going to sing God, along that to that? That was a good idea. You did not think about me sitting in my car trying to sing along to your song, My First Kiss. What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to do the more, more and kiss and twist? <laughs> that doesn't roll off the tongue nearly as easy. I know you didn't do that live. You punched that in in post. I can tell. Look, we've been postponing this review for an ungodly amount of time because of my work schedule has not allowed us to record and there was a time period where we even put out a poll on Twitter because oh, we were looking at four. It was mm. a, it was a stacked week. We had Earth Gang, we had what was it mm. I, IDK? IDK, can I just say both of whom put out incredible albums. We fucking got Todrick with uh, House Party Volume 2. With another mm-hmm. fucking five or so bops. Gotta and- join it. That's a mainstay on uh, my station head. You know, just shouting that out real quick. You know, <laughs> come through New Music Thursdays, you know. <laughs> it's so good. It's so but good. Yeah. And I can't help but just think about the alternate timeline mm-hmm. of where we would be this week if we were talking <sighs> about any of those. Uh, <laughs> but in- unfortunately, <laughs> we in- decided to ask you guys what you wanted on our Twitter. Look, and you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to say that was a self-fulfilling prophecy because I knew it was going to win. The the poll was merely a formality. Because I knew JPEG. I knew Peggy was going to win. And like 60% of the vote came out on top to no no one's surprise. I'll say this much. After listening to this album, like, I understand why it's the one that the most people wanted us to listen to, honestly. Because I was like, yeah, after listening to this album... I kind of wanted to know what the fuck is going on, and d- d- does anyone else, like, hear this? Like, what the fuck is happening? And <laughs> Like, I need some confirmation, too. <laughs> and I was, I was looking forward to the review, because I think, like, a good bit of the people who took, uh, who took part in that poll, they listened to JPEG's previous album from uh, 2016, Veteran. And oh, man. It's, it's so goddamn good. Dude, Dude like, I put I put him on my list for last uh, last uh, year, the year before. Like, yo, 
I'm feeling what he was doing. Every album up up until this point have been really, really fucking good. And again, I'm going to go into this review by saying it might sound familiar. This is not a bad album. But per se, yeah. I, I will say there is definitely something to JPEG going on YouTube and saying that, yeah, fans are going to be disappointed by this one. Like, the self-awareness of that. Like, you know, like yeah, like, they're probably not going to fuck with this so much. And, yeah, you're right. But I do I, fuck <laughs> with a good bit of it. See, m- my thing is, I like the moments where he focuses. Like, actually yeah. focuses and gives you a song instead of just random shit that sounds like behind the scenes of this album. Like, that that was my thing. This album sounds like I'm listening to the audio from the the behind-the-scenes, you know, uh, extra DVD uh, that gets delivered with the album, you know, back in, like, the mid-2000s when they were still doing gimmicks like that. You know what I mean? I I put the CD of this into my computer, and it pulled up the enhanced. (laughs) Yes! And I was able to see some extra footage. I was able to see a really grainy music video for Jesus Forgive yeah. Me, I'm a Thought that way, yeah. Dude, and so, like, I want to get with the aesthetic, right? Like, oh, you're challenging hip-hop. You're doing a sort of noise rock. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is weird, you know, outside of the norm. But it's just like, but I can't fucking follow you, man. I can't fucking focus. And it's like, after a while, it's just like, I don't want to, you know? Like, I feel like I'm not on a journey. I don't feel like I'm, like, hopping from song to song. Like, whoa, where the fuck are we going? I feel just like, what the fuck did you say? What the fuck? What the... Why won't you let me enjoy this for a second? And it's like, there's mm-hmm. little moments where I'm like, oh, that was kind of cool. And then you just stop it. And it's just like, st- what? It, it just feels like self-sabotage. And, and it doesn't feel like it's to an end because the lyrics, like, for the most part, yeah, he says some shit about like, oh, you know, alt-right, you know, incels, we're going to fuck them up. And, and it's a very online album in, in a detrimental way in where there are points where it's just going like, ooh, you fucking say what you said on Twitter right now. Say it right now. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Do, do you think this is cool? This sounds like the fucking song version of his fucking Twitter feed where he's just trolling with people. And it's like, ooh, I didn't give you a real album because I'm fucking with you. Like, uh, uh, there's constant clicks that happen that that specifically interrupt the song, and it sounds like like it sounds like the points where like they s- again, yeah, that that was my point saying that this sounds like the behind the scenes album because like there's parts where you just hear like clicking and shit where it just sounds like oh yeah, whoa whoa, we gotta save that part. Oh yeah, we gotta save that part. That was good, oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, and and there's different parts where like there's this girl on this album who sounds so like spaced out yeah, and like. Yeah. And, 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 like, way too easily impressed. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It just feels like there's, like, this groovy that's just like, oh, yeah, wow. You know when guys make songs about, like, you know, colors, that that's really challenging. Yeah. Like, there's one part where she goes, like, he says something that's, like, not even that, like, important. And she just goes, like, wow, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I was like, no, the fuck it wasn't. <laughs> that, that's the thing. When you're listening to an older JPEG album and you hear the fucking damn Peggy, it's almost always earned. Like, yeah. either the fucking, either the beat's dope or he just fucking says something that, like, dude, I mean, there are a few lines on this album that, that, that get the same response, but, like, that fucking it's make not, you go, like, consistent. 
Ooh, wow, fuck. Like, yeah, really like, not caring about who or, like, what is, like, m- might be too far. But again, not in a, you know, oh, he's canceled kind of way. Because he knows how to do it. He, he, in fact, he has one or two lines where he's just like, this rap shit is so good, I want to get canceled or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't wait to get canceled or some shit like that. <laughs> um, Just on a surface level, looking at the track listing, one can, one can uh, surmise that... There's three tracks on the album that are just beats. And that, to me, makes it feel like it's unfinished. Yeah. The Buttermilk Jesus type beat, uh, JPEG Mafia type beat, and I think that, I thought that was another one, maybe not. But it's like, yeah, these are pretty dope. Too bad you're not, like, doing anything with it. That kind of sucks. There was one track, All My Heroes Are Cornballs. One of, in my opinion, the better cuts on the album. Yeah. Fire verse is really dope beat, really interesting use of samples and instrumental elements. To what you were saying before of the, I got something going on, but I'm just going to sabotage it. The outro to that track, where it's just a guy at a fast food window. Yeah, there's so many moments on and this album. there's I'm like, no punchline to it. Like, yeah, I'm like, there's what no... is this like live? What? <laughs> There were so many times in the album where he was able to, in my opinion, like with the flip of a switch, go from just like shouting to decent enough singing, I thought, for what the album needed. Yeah. I think there he did a fine job There was one song in particular that. where he sounded a little bit hoarse, but other than that, it sounded fine. And again, I like how every now and then he hits you with like really absurd imagery He's talking all this gang shit, and then he just goes like, "Don't get capped by a nigga in a gown." <laughs> and it's just like, and then the mute, and then there's like a little guitar thing that happens afterwards, just like, this is like that was just so weird. That was just kind of enjoyable. <laughs> and obviously, cheat code. Peggy's gonna score some points for throwing out wrestler names, even if it doesn't mean shit. I feel like Sami Zayn. I'm a bulldog electric Stratus. It's like, okay, you know what? It doesn't even matter. Like, I'm like, yeah, that gets a pop for me because I recognize that reference. Here's my thing, though. Doesn't it just seem like he, he's just, like, referencing random white people? Like, oh, just maybe, uncharacteristically yeah. referencing. Because there's one part where he goes, like, I'm trying to live my life. I'm trying to end up like Charlie's Theron. And oh, like, yeah. Uh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's like because I was like, did she do anything recently? Like, what? Not what that is, I know of. No. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is, she, is he trying to be an atomic blonde? I don't get it. <laughs> and I looked up the genius annotation, and they're like, uh, you know, she, her father shot her, uh, shot her mother, and there was like some serious, intense like battle or something like that. And and you know, J, JPEG had also gone through similar trauma. And I was like, is that a well-known fact. That's like, a what? reach. That's <laughs> yeah, reaching. <laughs> it's like, is that what she's known for? <laughs> like, I love genius, but man, sometimes those annotations are really fucking pushing it, grabbing at straws as shit. To that point of referencing random white people, uh, the line earlier talking about, I got these incels mad at me, going from Anne Hathaway to Anne Coulter. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> that one works. But that one worked, yeah. That one works. <laughs> but, it's just, it's, but you see what I mean? It's just like specifically white people. It just feels odd. Yeah, it feels like you just had a lot of ideas and you wanted them all on the album. And some of them you kind of had to force to get them in there because you couldn't really find a place for it. It's like, eh, at the end of this song would be fine. 
with absolutely no transition or anything. It's just smacked on in the end there, because it needs to make the album. I don't care how. Like, for example, the one track I gave uh, the lowest rating to, uh, Basic Bitch Tear Gas. I, look, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need a kinda cover of No Scrubs, but... Oh my god, when what? halfway... What Dude, was what the that? fuck was that? There was just noise and nothing happening and just, like, random shit in the background. And so it's, like, halfway, almost halfway through the track, I'm just like, what's happening? And then, all of a sudden, this really shitty, like, like, it sounds like the beat's been, like, slightly slowed down, so it just sounds kind of, like, fucked up. So it's, like... So it's just that, but he's not doing anything with it. It just sounds awkward and jarring and just like, why is he making it sound like that? But then he's singing really clean. No, I don't want no scrubs. And it's just like, what? Huh? How does this fit? We're doing this now? Yeah. I I would say in just about every regard, this is weaker than every other uh, JPEG album up to this point. Uh, Lyric wise, punchline wise, um... Maybe not beat-wise, because I think the album did have some really strong uh, beats on here. I think even without the most deep or meaningful lyrics, I think his flow is great on a lot of these tracks. I think the singing works for what he's doing. Like, it's not phenomenal, but it doesn't have to be either. My favorite tracks on the album overall were uh, Free the Frail. I liked that one. I like All My Heroes of Cornballs, uh, Rap, Grow Old, and Die, No Child Left Behind. I like I like PTSD. I really like the beat and the flow on that one. Uh, beta Male Strategies. And uh, Jesus, forgive me, I'm a thought. The only track I really gave a really low rating to was the No Scrubs type track. Because any other track, I kind of just gave like a middle of the road type rating to. Like, I didn't think any of them were bad. You know, I feel like Keenan and Kel really set me up, set me up badly. Uh, the second song on the album called Keenan and Kel, where I'm like, okay, so yeah, Jesus, forgive me, I'm a thought. You're being really weird. Ooh, a song about Keenan and Kel, awesome. It, no, it's just like a random pa- pass by reference. You I know? wondered if, which no, <laughs> it's not. But there were two parts of the song. It was like split into two. So I'm like, oh, is is one part supposed to like represent Keenan? And oh, you're giving other, him too much credit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> As I was writing that, I was like, no, shut up. The dichotomy of the young black man of the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, nah, that's totally not but it. Yeah, ultimately, I'd give this a one and a half. Oh, out of wow. Five. Yeah, I... Re- I uh, I ended up giving it a three and a half. And and like I said, I think it was specifically hearing this awkwardness and then hearing the shot in the arm that was uh, the first track on the on the first album we reviewed that just made a sharper contrast that just made me enjoy that one better in the immediate wake of this one. You know, I see. Yeah, I would say don't have the experience I had where you find out that he made things saying that it was going to be a disappointment before you listen to the album, because at least that gives you like a, okay, at least I know this isn't going to be what I'm used to. Because in my case, I just went in blind and I didn't realize that. So I was a bit like, huh, when I heard it. So Mm. maybe with a little bit of information going in that, that makes it a, a better experience overall. I wasn't in love with it. Um, I would definitely say 
don't let this be the first and subsequent only <laughs> JPEG album you listen to, because this might be a turnoff. Uh, listen to the older ones, because they're better. That about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Thank you very much for checking us out. If this is your first time listening to our show, please make sure you are following us on Spotify, because all of our old episodes are on there. You can listen to them all in order. Or just pick and choose and uh, maybe listen to the ones you might have missed somewhere along the way. Um, follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow us on our respective uh, Patreons. Twitter, I'm on Instagram, you know. Yeah, we're both holding thing. it down on Instagram as well. Um, so you can get the whole social media experience of you know what we're doing in our downtime. See what we might be talking about on the show. Who knows? Yeah, you know, support our Patreons, our Kofi's. You mm-hmm. know, in addition to the unified Kofi, we do have Kofi's of our own as well as uh, outside Patreons. So there's lots of ways you can support us. Definitely that uh check out that station head uh, mm-hmm. New Music Thursdays where I'm blazing the uh best music that just happened to come out in the last couple of weeks, you know. You might discover some new tracks, you know, because we play stuff from all around the world and all types of joints like that, so there's always something fun, you know. Look, I I'm gonna say this as a rousing endorsement of someone who has never listened to your station head show. I hate that it isn't on Android. That it's an only an Apple thing dude. because I want to listen so bad, but I can't. So if for no other reason, listen for me, so I can live vicariously through you. <laughs> yeah, and they've been saying like I've been hearing that they're trying to bring it to Android, but it's what I think it's one of those like when you work the technology on one thing, you know, like companies make it where like no, you have to go with our company if yeah, you're gonna do it. Yeah, so it's that type of thing. Mm. But um. Yeah, you know, look, I'm just I'm just a cog in the machine, man, trying to do my thing, trying to make trying to make my own little personal MTV, you know what I'm saying, you know. And and you know, w- with more people like yourself, you know, doing big things on the platform, that might help it, you know, make its way over to the Android store, the the fucking Google Play. Who knows? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can record the broadcasts now, so you can actually hear broadcasts that I've done. In the past couple of days, like uh, I just recently did a, a like a Jizza and Old Dirty Bastard album listen through. So like you can listen back and hear if I had like, you know, sometimes like chime in with little notes or something like that. You know what I mean? You know, I will say uh, having seen your teasers on Instagram promoting the upcoming shows, I saw that you had done recently one on uh, Missy Elliott mm-hmm. and I'd never really delved in to uh Missy Elliott's discography until I saw that and that inspired me to kind of, you know, do some, uh, do ah, some deep cool. digging. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, it's a fucking untapped well of, uh, of some pretty dope joints on here. Um, it was brought to my attention. Uh, when, I don't even know what brought it up. Uh, Dylan and I were talking about the song The Rain and <laughs> how there's the, uh, beep, beep. Who's got the keys to the yeah. Jeep? Row. And Dylan was like, I hate I hate the row. And I was like, hey, I'll uh, I'll have you know. There's another track on that album that doesn't mention Jeeps anywhere on it, but she still does the beep beep row for like no reason. Yeah, I think her thing was just onomatopoeias. That was like her style. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, uh, I, I got a new found appreciation for a uh, living legend who's, you know, 
Just trying to make that comeback every couple of years. And I have Rap Critic on Station Head to thank for that. Thanks for joining us this week for the podcast. Uh, I've been your host, Rap Critic. As always, I am Muse. I put my dick in a bag of Doritos and made this nigga bitch suck the dust off the tip.